We'll be reading from Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Excuse me, chapter 11 is 9. We were in Matthew 9 last week. Chapter 11, verse 20. We're continuing the thought that we had last week in uh, chapter 9 of Matthew, and we'll explain, of course, how it all kind of ties in. Uh, it ties in, of course, in that we talked about the harvest last week, and we were looking at agriculture and crops. We're looking at something very similar here as we deal with farm work. You'll, get, you'll catch it, I'm sure, as we read through the Scripture uh, in Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, we'll begin in verse 20. Matthew chapter 11 and we'll begin in verse 20. Would you stand as the scriptures read, please? Matthew chapter 11, begin in verse 20. Then he will begin to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more to uh, tolerable in Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable in the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have hidden these things from the wise and prudent, revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the pictures that Jesus will give to us to help us to understand more about the relationship that you want to have with us and that we can have with you. We thank you for the invitation to allow us to have that relationship. Now, Father, we ask that your word would apply to whatever needs are going on in our hearts. You know them, Father. You know us. So, Father, we ask that you would speak very clearly to each of our hearts. May we make things right with you before we leave here today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This is a familiar picture that Jesus has when he says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. It's quite interesting that this invitation would come after what we had just spoke of. Jesus speaks of rejection. He speaks of being rejected by the towns that he had spent the most time in. He speaks of being rejected by the cities and the people in the cities that he had done most of his mighty works. He had gone to these cities and he had displayed with many mighty works and miracles, if you will, he indeed is the Son of God. And these miracles weren't just random miracles. The Bible speaks of what would happen when the Messiah comes. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the lame will get up and they'll walk again and and all these things were happening, and they were still rejecting him. He speaks of opposition. 
in the verses before then, that they were constantly opposing his work. So here we have this hostility. We have people who were hostile. They were opposing his work. We have people that were indifferent, that were ignoring his work. And a lot of times, when as humans, when we encounter people who oppose us or are hostile to us or reject us or disappointed, we, they disappoint us, a lot of times we're prone to treat everybody, everybody in response to that. In other words, somebody hurts us, we're not trusting anybody anymore. Somebody disappoints us, well, we're not going to give anybody that kind of consideration. They won't have that chance anymore. So we understand a lot of times the actions of a few people that hurt us or disappoint us or opposed to us will affect our attitude toward everybody. And we put up a shell and we put up a wall. And isn't it interesting that in all of this opposition and all of this rejection that Jesus received, he still issued an invitation. He still issued a heartfelt invitation. He didn't let the response of someone else determine how he was going to treat everybody else. And he didn't deal, let the rejection of somebody else shut him off from continuing to invite and invite and invite. And you see, that's the heart of Jesus Christ. And he has a familiar picture. He said, you come to me all that labor, here it says all that labor and are heavy laden in the King James. Come to me all you that labor and are heavy laden. Now it's quite interesting, the word labor here doesn't mean just working. It's a specific Greek word which means to work to the point of exhaustion. To work until you're weary. Work until you're worn out. So he was talking to people who were totally exhausted with the cares of life. Now, how is this familiar? Well, look back a couple of pages, chapter 9, verse 35. Chapter 9, verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, including the ones that rejected him, including those, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. They were what? They were tired. They were exhausted. Now, two different Greek words are in play here, but the meaning is the same. When he said, Coming to me all who labor, he didn't mean just people who were working. He meant people who had worked to the point of hopeless exhaustion. They were weary. They were tired. They couldn't go any further. And a few days earlier, Matthew says he was moved with compassion on the other crowd because they were tired too. So Jesus was encountering people who were tired who were weary. But he says this, Come unto me all that are exhausted and loaded down, heavy laden. Now, weary talks about what's going on inside. When he said those who are loaded down, that's what's going on on the outside 
that makes us feel like that on the inside. And he said, come to me all you who are loaded down. You see, we all get loaded down from time to time, and that's how life progresses, <clears throat> especially when you get to be an adult. I remember when I was a kid, and I said, man, I'll be glad when I get grown up and nobody will tell me what to do, and I can do whatever I want to do. You know, I was tired of the obligations of a little homework, or oh, I can't stand all of this. Then you get grown up. You enter the wonderful world of adulthood, and, and here's what happens. This is, this is our life. This is my specific life. This is your specific life. This is life in general. And here's what happens with life in general. You get grown up. All of a sudden, you have obligations. You've got a job, uh, obligations at the job. You've got a home, and probably you have a, a family, and then you have things going on in the community and so forth. And sometimes you can say, sometimes our, our church work is like that. You put that in there and you say, this is not too bad. I got this. Man, I got this. We, we've got the obligations and you know we're loaded up with them, but this is no problem. I am not tired at all. Now, it's constant and sometimes some weeks are busier than others. Sometimes more happens some weeks than others. You say, oh man, I am so tired. But then again, that's not all that happens. You see, when things are going business as usual, well, we think we've got it all under control. We don't need any help. We're definitely not praying about this kind of business because we've got this. Then other things happen. You see, sometimes when you go to work, you got problems at work. Sometimes it's the unreasonable expectations that maybe some people have on you. You know what I found out? Sometimes at work, people don't get along and you got drama. Does that ever happen? Oh, yeah, you got to deal with that. That happens. Sometimes financial obligations, right? Sometimes that happens. That goes in. You're having to deal with all that. Sometimes it's family issues. Somebody's not getting along. Somebody's not getting along, and so you've got to deal with that. Maybe in your immediate family, but it may be your your cousin-in-law, or maybe, you know, somebody else, but you know that somebody, and you're worried about this. So we, we have that, that that's all to deal with. Then, of course, there's, there's health issues. Maybe it's your health, tests, aches, pains, and it's your health. But then maybe it's the health of somebody else that you love, and you're concerned about them. And that goes in here. Now, all of a sudden, none of the other things have been taken out. And now you're loaded down. And, and you carry it. And you carry it. And you carry it. And you are worn out. And then, on top of that, and it's going to happen to all of us. We live long enough. Grief. Grief. And you realize, I can't fit anything else in here. Nothing else will fit in here. I am loaded down. That's why Jesus said, come to me. You know, there's a, there's a statement I hear sometimes, especially if somebody wants to have a real peppy worship service, and I guess they mean well, and they say, okay, people, everything that causes you worry and concern, you just leave it outside. We're going to come into the house of the Lord and have us a good time. Jesus said, no, 
don't do that. You bring it inside. Then you bring it inside, but bring it all the way. Don't just bring it in here. You bring it to me. All you who are labor and you're loaded down, you bring it to me, and I'll give you rest. And the reason we're loaded down is so many times we don't bring it to him. In the 55th Psalm, you need to read it sometimes, a man that's so loaded down, he said, if I just had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. But in the same Psalm, he said, cast your burden on the Lord and he'll sustain you. Jesus looked around. He could see that they're tired. It shows. They were tired and it shows. And he said, look, look, you come to me with that. You come to me with all these burdens. You can't carry them. You are worn out. You were never intended to carry them. You come to me and I'll give you rest. You got some burdens. Don't leave them outside because what's going to happen is you'll pick them back up and carry them to your car. Bring them to church, but bring them to the Lord. Oh, but then there's something else he wants us to bring. And that's another load that we just can't carry. Now, we can carry. We may even carry some of this successfully for a while. But there's another load we can't carry. We, it'll crush us. Now, this is a load you, you don't want to bring in here. Oh, no. No, I, I can't bring that in here. Let me go get that. This load is the one Jesus asked you to bring. Because this load is something that we will never, ever be able to carry. You see, what we're talking about is our trash. Our trash. You know, we're not just talking about the problems of life and the grief of life and the responsibilities of life and the people who are sick that we love and the people who won't get along at the work and other problems. We're talking about our sin load that we all have. We're talking about our trash. And we say, oh, no, no, I can't bring that in here. I can't bring that in here. And Jesus says, yeah, bring it in here. No, I don't, want to, I don't even want to think about it. In fact, I'm going to deny that I have it. Oh, no. He says, I want you to bring the things that you're the most embarrassed about. I want you to bring the things that you wish you could, had not done a thousand times over. I want you to bring the things that you said that you wish you hadn't said. I want you to think the things that haunt you in the middle of the night. I, was, I don't know why I did that. All the trash that we have and all the sins and so forth. He said, you bring it in, but you bring it all the way in, and you bring it to me, and I can take this off of you. So he says, we, you need to bring your trash. The Bible speaks about that all the way back when Isaiah talked about the coming Messiah, chapter 53. We read this over and over, but it is a companion scripture to Matthew chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. Everybody there? Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. There it is right there. There's the, 
There's the promise right there. And Jesus said, you remember the promise in Isaiah? You bring them to me. I'm the one. You come to me, all oh, they're heavy laden. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And listen to this. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. What does that mean? He took all of our trash, all of our trash, that we couldn't carry that load because it is crushing us. The load of sin is killing us, and we can't handle it. We never will handle it. It will doom you to eternal destruction. He said he's laid upon him the iniquity of us all. And he said, Jesus, you carry it. And where did he carry it? Peter says in his first letter, he bore our sins on the cross. He carried all of our trash up to Calvary. All of our trash. Our deepest, darkest, most secret sins, the things we're embarrassed about and nobody needs to know about, well, somebody needs to be talked to about it, and that's Jesus. See, because the Bible says in 1 John Chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I've got this load of grief, and I've got this load of sorrow, and I've got this load of responsibilities, and then I've got this load right here, and it says, there's more than I can carry. And Jesus said, why don't you come to me and let me lighten your load? But we don't do that, do we? We don't do that. And what I'm saying is we need to bring it all to the Lord, cast our burden on the Lord, and the promise is he will sustain you. What did John say about Jesus, John the Baptist? Look, there's the sin of God that takes away the sin of the world. He's going to take out the trash for us. And sometimes even after we're saved and belong to him, we keep stuff bottled up inside. We don't forgive ourselves. Maybe it's time to bring our trash to Jesus and get it all cleared up. And he says this, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Come and let me lighten your load, but then I'm going to give you something. He says, take my yoke upon you. I'm, I'm going to give you something to carry. But what is, what is the yoke? Well, the Jewish people would know what he was talking about because any student of a rabbi was said to have taken on the yoke of that rabbi. In other words, he's going to learn from him. It was a sign of submission to learn from the rabbi. That's why he said, you take my yoke upon you and learn from me. In other words, hey, I want to teach you some things, but now you've got to be willing to take the yoke upon you and submit to me and learn what I've got to tell you. So it speaks of the whole Christian life. We come to Jesus and we get our load lifted and then we submit to him and we learn some things. But now, not only do we submit to him and learn some things, we enter into a partnership. You see, a yoke was always made for two animals. You look it up. You look up the English translation for yoke, 
and it is an apparatus made out of wood, usually in ancient times, to pair up two animals together to work together. One animal, it's a harness. Two animals, it's a yoke. Jesus didn't say, put on the harness. Jesus said, put on the yoke. And Jesus said, put on my yoke. And what he said this, if you'll come to me and take my yoke upon you, from now on, you are connected to me. Now, what does that mean for us? Well, sometimes the load is too hard for us to bear. Who's next to us? Who we paired up with? Sometimes the challenge is too big for us to take on. Who we paired up with? It's Jesus. Sometimes the enemy is too frightening. We can't face the enemy of temptation and evil and sin on our own. We're not big enough for that. But oh, when the enemy wants to start threatening us with all that, we say, hey, I'm with him. And I'm yoked up with Jesus. And when I realize that I'm partnered up with Jesus, just bring it on because I'm not fighting this battle by myself. I got him right by my side all the time. I'm yoked up with him. We're connected because I have decided to follow Jesus and put this yoke on. He said, take my yoke upon you. And then he said this, for my yoke is easy. He would know what he's talking about. The word easy here doesn't mean it's always going to be a cakewalk. It's going to be some hard work when it comes to living for Jesus. But the word easy means it is well-fitting. That's the original Greek. It is just for you. Now, in order to understand this, you've got to go back in time and realize how a yoke was made. A yoke was made in that it would be roughly shaped, and then the animal would be brought in, and then the yoke would be placed on that animal, and then all the other places that needed to be sanded off and chiseled off would be chiseled off and smoothed off until that yoke fit that animal perfectly. And you know who did that in every village? Watch this. The carpenter did that. Jesus was the carpenter who made yokes for animals. And he knew what he was talking about. He said, man, it'll fit you just right. Because he had made how many yokes for animals. So he knew what he was saying. It was a picture everybody could, could, could visualize. Come to Jesus, and he'll get all this weight off of you that you can't carry. And he's going to yoke you to himself. And, oh, it's going to fit just right. In other words, you're not having to live somebody else's plan for your life. His plan for your life. And his plan for your life is just right for you. He knows what you can do. He knows what you can do good. He knows what you can't do, and that's going to be left out. And the yoke that you have is going to be just right. It's going to fit just for you. Doesn't that sound better than this right here? Doesn't that sound a lot better? He said, come to me. And now one thing we have to understand is coming and believing the same thing. Because we're talking about coming to Jesus. What are we talking about? We're coming to Jesus, but coming to Jesus means to believe in Jesus. When Jesus talked about being the bread of life, let me just read this to you. John chapter 6, verse 30. 
5. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never hunger. He who believes in me will never thirst. You see, the two went together. You come to Jesus, it means you believe in Jesus. Coming and believing is the same thing. And do we always come to Jesus? No. Do we disappoint Jesus? Yes. Do we ignore him sometimes? Yes. All these other people did that, and you know what he did? He said, why don't you come to me? He extended the invitation just like that, like you'd never heard him. Just kept on asking and kept on asking. In fact, go through the New Testament. You see how many times Jesus said, come in the very last chapter of the book, in the book of Revelation, chapter 22. Verse 17 says this, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts, Come. And he who desires, let him take the water of life freely. Does, is there any doubt about what Jesus has for us as a message? The last verses of the whole Bible, and three times it says, Why don't you come? Why don't you come? And he says it over and over again. Why don't you come? You see, maybe you're just loaded down with stuff. You didn't ask for it. You don't want it. And he says, why don't you come and let me have that burden and let's talk about it a while. Maybe you're here and you have some of this. Man, you got some stuff you wish you could forget, but you can't. Why don't you let Jesus forgive it and get rid of the trash for you? Don't leave all this out there to pick up again on the way to your car. Bring it in the house and bring it to Jesus Christ. Do you know him? Has he taken out the trash in your life? Have you been saved and forgiven? Why don't you come? Perhaps you're here and you're just loaded down for having preparation for an invitation to him, you're just loaded down with some stuff and you need to just talk to Jesus about it. Why don't you come? You're loaded down, you're tired, you're weary. He really would like for you to lighten your load today as we stand and sing. What number? <laughs>